recording live from a room somewhere in Chicago. You're listening to Small Fish Radio Theater and Thespinarium's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Sharing in the fun are our talented emissaries of entertainment. Joy Thorpe Jornson Coates. With today's special guests, Sharon Phillips, Eleanor Katz, and Mark Cater. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. It's time for Barnyard Classics. Pass the bourbon, skip the beans, Barnyard Classics, here's what we mean. We make the classics relatable and short, pull up a chair, have a snort. Barnyard Classics. Today on Barnyard Classics, we have a special treat. Special guest Mark Cater is going to tell us the story of what happened after the classic race between the tortoise and the hare. Well, I suppose you ain't never heard of what happened to hare after his race with tortoise. You see, he was all flummoxed because the animals were treating him really bad teasing him and all that, and so he found himself walking along the highway one day when, zoom, a car went zipping by, and he was trying to figure out how to get those animals not to tease him anymore when, zoom, another car went zipping by. And then he got to thinking, zoom, I won't race any of them animals. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stay here alongside the road, and I'm going to race me a car. That's what I'm going to do. And so he waited for just the right car to come zipping by. And then he saw it, a beautiful, shining in the old sunlight Cadillac. Oh, it was getting bigger and bigger. And as that Cadillac got closer and closer and closer, why, he had a brainstorm. Instead of running alongside the road, he was going to zip across in front of that car and show everybody how lickety-split his feet were. And that Cadillac got closer and closer, and that old hare took off a running and smacked that Cadillac, hit him. He flew high up in the air and landed off the hood and landed off the trunk and splat, crashed down into the roadway and gave up his ghost. Owen oh, Rabbit's Owen oh, Hare's ghost floated up above and watched as that man driving the car stopped and got out of his car and came running back. And he picked up Hare's lifeless body and shook it. What have I done? I've killed Hare. And he sat down on the curb and began to cry. Well, soon another car pulled up and a woman got out. And she came running up and said, Are you all right, sir? Are you all right? He said, I'm fine. But Hare ran out in front of my car and I smacked him and killed him. You've killed Hare? Oh, my, she said. And Hare's spirit's watching as she goes running back into her car and gets out her purse, opens her purse and pulls out a can and goes up to Hare and starts spraying that can all up and down. And Hare's watching, his spirit's watching, and his body starts trembling and muscles start popping out here and there and everywhere. He ain't never even had any muscles before. And then he feels a tingling in his old spirit and he's sucked right back into his body. He opens his eyes and jumps out of that man's arms and he hops, stops, and waves. Hops, stops, and waves. And he hops, stops, and waves until he disappears over the horizon. The man looks at the woman and says, what was in that can? And she says, oh, this here? This is my hairspray. See, it says right here on the can, brings lifeless hair back to life with strong body and continuous wave. So the next time you see hair, 
You make sure you weigh. Barnyard Classics. Today's program is brought to you by Stiff Fiber University, offering bachelor's degree in underwater basket weaving, Egyptian rope charming, and equine management on the web at stifffu.org. Stiff Fiber University. It's not what you think. And now, right escrows. Oh, I mean, light shadows. It is near dawn after the very, very long night of the winter ball. Barney the vampire has just fed on Ella, who confided in him that she is not pregnant. He now heads home to his crypt. I shouldn't have drunk from Ella. She had too much garlic in her system. Who's there? Hello, Barney. Ella? Is that you? No, it's... I mean, yes. Yes, it is I, Ella. You sound different. I have a cold. Meanwhile, across town, millionaire playboy Dex has been put under a spell by the witch Angelica, and this morning she receives a visitor. Thank you for coming at such an odd hour, Father. Well, Dex made such a large donation to our church. I do. He did. And in exchange, we'd like you to marry us. No questions asked. I do. Oh, you will, Dex. You will. (laughs) Meanwhile, across town, Dex's current wife, Ella is about to go to bed in her old apartment when she hears... Uh, Who's there? It's Taylor. Taylor? What are you doing here? I thought you were running around in werewolf form. Your twin sister Portia was able to tame the beast within me, something you could never do. I hit you with a rolled-up newspaper that time you made a puddle on the kitchen floor. You never did that again. That wasn't enough. I'm done with you, Ella. I've fallen in love with Portia. That's fine. I was just using you so I could get Dex's money. Can you lock the door on your way out? There's still the matter of the baby. What baby? Oh, that baby. It's not yours. We're good. How can you be sure? If I were carrying a werewolf baby, I would have gotten bad indigestion during the full moon, right? I didn't get to that chapter of what to expect when you're expecting a werewolf. I did. So not yours. Good night, Taylor. Good night, Ella. Meanwhile, back with Barney and Portia. Already told you, Ella. Now keep your secret about not being pregnant. Oh, really? That's very nice of you, Barney. But you won't have to keep that secret for long. What's that? A steak. 
You ordered garlic mashed potatoes with it, didn't you? I'll soon be stuffing your mouth with garlic. Take that. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Tune in next time for another chilling episode of Light Shadows. Hey, where was the zombie this episode? It's time for Lottery of the Absurd. Lottery, lottery, lottery of the absurd. This week's lottery numbers are lithium, lithium, Xanax, Xanax, two shots of tequila, two shots of tequila, and a bag of cheese curds, cheese curds. If you win this lottery, you get a nice long nap, and when you wake up, you'll have a snack. Welcome to Once Upon a Thespinarium, a weekly flash fairy tale to keep you dreaming. Today's story is about trolls? No, it isn't. Uh, no, it isn't. No. With today's fairy tale, special guest, Sharon Phillips. Once there was an oriental carpet in a bedroom in a very small town in Nebraska. It was purchased at a pawn shop. It was a, a red carpet with some purple and green and white. It was also a very old carpet. This carpet, unknown to everyone, had a name. Its name was Bijra, and it was originally from Persia. Of course, no one knew the carpet had a name or even that it had thoughts. One of them being that it really disliked when the woman of the house wore high heels. It also caused her great pain every time the bed rolled over or while being made. Or, or when that loud machine that picked up dust sucked the bejesus out of her. <laughs> Luckily, the woman in heels didn't clean very often. <clears throat> she also had a lot of guests in her room. Bijra hated all this foot traffic and wished she lived anywhere but here. Mm. Oh, you might be wondering why we think a story about a carpet is interesting. Well, Bijra was a magic carpet. If someone said the magic word, the carpet would rise up and fly out the window to an exotic land, probably back to Persia, because she was pretty homesick. However, not even Bijra remembered what the magic word was at this point. And she couldn't tell anyone because she didn't even have a mouth. Anyway, one day, the woman in heels brought home a parrot. The parrot's name was Olive, and it was rumored she could talk. So when the lady in heels was out looking for work, Olive escaped from her cage and flew toward the open window. Bijra didn't care because Bijra thought the bird was disgusting and was afraid Olive would, you know, make a mess on her. Suddenly, Olive leapt from the windowsill and landed on the carpet, and she spoke, saying, Magic carpet! Magic carpet! Over and over. Soon, Bijra rose up from the floor and headed toward the open window. Olive said, Oxford, Mississippi! Oxford, Mississippi! And poof! In an instant, they were on their way south. When they got there, they landed in the yard of a wealthy antique dealer who 
recognizing the value of Bijra, immediately had her cleaned and hung upon a wall, never to be tread upon again. The end. <laughs> the moral of today's story? Uh, gee, I don't know. What do y'all think? Close your windows when you're not home. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> Pretend you're in Sweden and don't wear your shoes in the house. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, or at least not high heels. Uh, don't have a lot of foot traffic in your home if you have a magic carpet. Or guests. Well, what or about guests. The, maybe it's all about the parrot. Oh. Nah. Don't have no. a parrot if you have a magic carpet? Yes, if you want to keep your magic carpet, don't get a parrot. Don't get a parrot. Yes, because parrots okay. know the magic words. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Well, however you slice it, this story was brought to you by being at such a loss for ideas that we wrote about the first thing we looked at, which was the carpet. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And now it's time for middle-aged fantasy. Bill and Carol are standing in their dilapidated home, shaking their head. Honey... This place is a pit. We can't have your boss here for dinner this weekend. Oh, you may be right. Maybe he'll understand as part of the dwindling middle class who has gone into considerable debt to put our children through college so they can work as baristas. Oh, the last thing we can spend money on is our home. But you work for an interior decorating firm. Yeah, you may have a point there. Hello there. Who are you? I'm Al, president of Apps for the Dwindling Middle Class. I was noticing your dilapidated home, and I have just the app for you. I'm sorry, we're not interested. Not so fast. Tell me more. Well, this app will paint your house, landscape your lawn, fix your car, and fix that gutter hanging off that garage. It's called Middle Class Genie in a Bottle, and it's free. Free? What's the catch? Oh, there's no catch. This is a fantasy after all. Here's the pamphlet and the details. Have a nice... Wow, honey. Looks like we'll be able to have the boss for dinner after all. You downloading that app? Are you kidding? I've already repainted the kitchen. Wow, that would be great to have a real I app I know, like wouldn't that. it? Do you think that app uses data? My oh, I really have to watch out for how much data that I need. Why, what could that Carol! be? Oh. Hey! Carol! I thought you were going to tell him we were rehearsing tomorrow. <laughs> Has anybody ever called I you Harold? It's over seeing tomorrow. everybody again. Good yeah. to see you. <laughs> Hi, Harold. Hello there, Harold. How are you? So, what do <laughs> you got for us today? What oh. letter do you have to tell a joke about this time? <laughs> Listen, I was talking to a couple of my really good friends, Doris and uh, uh, Dorothy, and they, they were like sitting on a park bench, you know, and they're octogenarians, they're a little wrinkly, you know, and, uh, and so they were looking across uh, on a beautiful summer day, and, and they were looking at this flower show that was across the street, and Doris says, you know, Dorothy, I'm, I'm just bored to death. Why, for $20, I'd go streak that show. Well, $20, well... Dorothy jumps right up and says, here's $20. Go right ahead, Doris. Go right ahead. Let's see you do it. And sure enough, she dropped her A-frame dress right then <gasps> and there and butt naked, all wrinkly and everything. Oh, no. She goes running across the street right into that flower show. Well, a few minutes later, she hears all this applauding and cheering and everything. And 
Out comes Doris, and she's holding a trophy. And she comes running over to Dorothy and says, look, I won first place. Well, what did you win first place in? Best dried arrangement. Oh, And you invited him back. Now, well, girl, I, yeah, now girls. It's, it's now girls. A, you know, that, you know, you know I'm, I'm sure I'm, he meant no harm. Or I, I don't know. Girls, I have a question for you now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What are your four favorite animals? That's okay. You don't have to answer because I know you don't know the answer. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what your four favorite animals are. Oh, yeah. You got the jaguar in the in the garage. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You yeah. got the jaguar, yeah, yeah. the mink in the closet, the tiger in the bedroom, oh. and the jackass to pay for it all. <laughs> it's kind of a little, you know, dated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bit. I don't wear yeah. mink anymore. Oh, but go ahead. No. Invite him back next week. <laughs> Why not? Oh, thank you very much there. I'll be back next sure. week. All right. Yeah. Bye, all. Thank Good you so much. Bye, Harold. Bye, Harold. It's time to get outside again with Jackie's Wacky Sports Ball. No longer fear tossing or catching the ball. Jackie's Wacky Sports Ball guarantees you'll make the play. Dial in a baseball and pitch strikes. Change the dial to soccer ball and you'll score! In football mode, you're tossing one Hail Mary after another. And for that walk along the beach, you've got a hacky sack. With Jackie's Wacky Sports Ball, everyone's a pro. And that's all for this week's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell, a good joke, a bad poem, a hellacious haiku, a flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how that special guest could be you. And thanks to today's contributors, Tom Zaraka, Mark Hader, Trina Kikasik, MJ Kelly. Check us out on Facebook. Click the thumbs up and tell us you like us. Smallfish Radio Theater providing portable theater for the year. This approximately 20-minute variety hour featured the talents of Mark Hader, Eleanor Katz, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Joy Thrabjornson Coates, Michael Herzovi, and Michael John Kelly, directing and sound design by Trina Kikasek. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Small Fish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trina Kikasek. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On, oh yeah, that too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a great week.